Hey there folks and welcome to the Coffee Shop Best Bits Podcast. This is the Best Bits Podcast of a radio show I do with my good friend Dan over on 382 Radio every Friday from 7 until 10pm. This week we had the absolute pleasure of speaking to Parker Lee about some of their new music. Uh, we also discussed Dan's Halloween costume and possibly a new career for myself. So please enjoy the Best Bits we will be back live next Friday, 7 until 10pm, and we hope you enjoy. What's been your sort of standout thing, from like standout film or show from like the past couple of years? What, what's like sort of stayed in your head from them? Some of them was... Re- Sex Education was really good. I really enjoyed that. Okay. Oh, well, did they find a teacher that? No, it was just on Netflix. I, I, I had to watch a documentary first. Ah. <laughs> yeah, what's what's that about? Can we talk about that? It's essentially just like a, it's like a, a bit like Skins and a bit like In Between Us, but not really that fun. It's it's like it's just a coming of age story, but in a UK school that's weirdly Americanized. Okay, I have no idea what you're talking about. To be honest, I've never it's, seen. It's it. like it's like your normal coming. Of, like coming of age story for like kids learning about that kind of stuff they're in like six in... they're in like six form or whatever i think i think it's six form it'll yeah. be like six form age and then it, it's a but the school's like oddly american even though they're meant to be in like the south of england or something okay he's like like there's all split like the jocks all wear like letterman jackets and stuff like that they're all they always hang outside lockers yeah okay well there's dan's that... recommendation for you then yeah well what's yours i'm presuming how many your mother consider you've been binging it well i mean that didn't come out in the past couple of years that came out 2007 oh i thought i, I thought it was just something that we've seen in the past few years no i might come out um i'm trying to think jack ryan I did quite like. Um, so I'd probably be there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I'd probably put Jack Ryan top. I do have to say Mandalorian's top of my list as well. Out of stuff that's came out recently. Well, yeah, but, but you probably own a full-size Chewbacca costume. If I not... Own, I did own a Chewbacca onesie. There's if not, you know what your birthday present's going to be now. I don't have a full-size Chewbacca costume. I have a onesie from Primark from a few years back that doesn't fit me anymore because I'm too tall. How much is a full-size Chewbacca costume? <laughs> oh, that's expensive. Yeah, I was going to say, it'll be really expensive. You can buy a Sully one. <laughs> oh, no. If you buy that, I'm gold-plating you and turn you into C-3PO. <laughs> Everyone knows I'm R2-D2. You're not that short. And today we're joined by Joe and Annie from Parker Lee. How are you today? I'm good, personally. I'm great. Yeah, we're, we're very happy to be here. That's great of to course. hear. Great to hear. So uh, let's get straight into it. When did both you start making music? Um, I guess uh, this project, Parker Lee, uh, started in... Uh, 2016, um, I think, um, when I started making music out of my bedroom, sort of by myself. Um, then when I went to university, um, we 
well, I wanted to form a band and it kind of uh, blossomed into a, a full band endeavor from there. Uh, we've had a lot of different members over the years, but um, Annie joined us playing drums in 2017 and uh, eventually took over production duties as well um, and moved to guitar. And um, yeah, uh, I guess yeah, we... we've been... Oh, sorry, you go on. Uh, we we didn't really know each other until we started playing music together. Like I I knew Joe and um, like I'd listened to the the EP called Seconds I think mm. um, before really knowing them. So uh, I started playing when they broke their wrist. Um, I needed to fill in on guitar for a bit. Here. Oh, it's horrible! How'd you break your wrist? Oh god. <laughs> um <laughs> so uh I was I was at a, a bar on campus at York um where where we studied and um I drank like they had these amazing deals on a on Stella Artois pitchers it was something like 6 pounds for a, a pitcher that was over 4 pints worth and I drank a whole one of those and then uh we were going back to um my friends to drink tequila and i got up i got up on a bench just to have a little walk around you know for a for a laugh just a classic classic uh classic joke um and it had been raining earlier and the bench was all wet and i had like a guitar on my back so i kind of i did like a full somersault off the <laughs> off the bench and uh pinned my arm underneath my back and the guitar when i landed and completely uh obliterated my wrist um the doctor said it was as bad as he's seen in motorcycle accidents so oh god how's the guitar the guitar was absolutely fine it's a very cheap <laughs> guitar um i would have preferred if that was broken to be honest <laughs> but uh here we are annie's better at breaking guitars than me mm. is that a performing habit or just by accident um that's mostly by accident. I bought a really cheap guitar a, a long time ago that was like a um, it was like a knockoff, uh, like fake Les Paul. Yeah, um, Gibbo. The Gibbo, and I got really attached to it um, because I was planning to break it uh, in another band <laughs> set, um, but it sounded really good because pr the previous owner had like swapped out a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I put it down on stage. Um, like the show before the one I had planned to break it, and then I'd, I'd had second thoughts. I just put it down, and then the head snapped off. <laughs> I've never figured out how it happened. That happens to me when I lie down sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you mentioned university. Were you both were you both studying at university when you met, or was it a sort of chance encounter? Yeah, um, we were both studying at York, I think. I was studying maths at the time and then later moved to um, music tech slash electronics, which is, that was the course Annie was doing as well, right? Yeah, yeah I didn't finish that one. Um, but yeah, we were briefly in the same circle. <laughs> it was a bad course anyway. Mm. It's a big switch from maths to music tech. What sort of you, took you along that path? I mean, I, I say music tech, but... Uh, Really, the degree was mostly electronic engineering with a couple of uh, bells and whistles on, like uh, a, a couple of audio programming modules and um, uh, what else? Stu recording studio techniques, like one module on that. Um, 
So I really hated maths after two years of it. And my options were kind of limited to other STEM subjects to transfer course. So that was kind of the only the closest thing to music I could really change to. I'm fully aware of the hatred of maths. I did two years of it at A-level, absolutely hated every second of it. Oh, really? I mean, I loved it at A-level, which is why I thought it'd be all right at uni, but it gets much worse. You got out while uh, (laughs) while the going was relatively good. (laughs) I'm not sure I exactly got out of it, to be honest. Um, Entirely fair. So with the music, uh, where's the name Parker Lee come from? Oh, God. Um, When I started making my my kind of lo-fi bedroom tunes i was listening to like a lot of uh i guess emo bands it was like kind of a a very popular thing for artists to do like plays on authors names or like uh actors names or something like that like just a little little joke i can't even think of what i was uh inspired by but like i think uh michael sarah palin's one that's playing at the moment that kind of thing um so I was just looking at the books like around my bedroom and I was like, oh, to kill a mockingbird, Harper Lee. Let's go for Parker Lee. Why not? <laughs> okay. And so with that, what was the first music you guys both remember listening to? Um, like in general? Yeah, general. Oh my God. I th- I think for me it was... Uh... CDs like around the house I guess stuff my dad was playing uh, <laughs> the album uh, White Ladder by David Gray has a very powerful emotional place in my mind because it was a, <laughs> I think just played around the house a lot when I was like I guess I guess like four yeah um, aside from that I think the first stuff I consciously made an effort to listen to was uh, CDs that were lying around the house like um I think, by the way, by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, Live Magic by Queen. Incredible. Really yeah. good stuff. I'm told that the earliest music I displayed any kind of like positive response to was Firestarter by The Prodigy. Um, that song specifically, <laughs> when I was like, I was like two in, you know, like the, the baby bouncer things. Yeah. Yeah. That was... explains so much. Um, <laughs> Actually, like, I think I had a, a similar thing with um, Can't Get You Out of My Head by Kylie Minogue. <laughs> I loved okay. dancing to that when I was like a toddler. Yeah. Well, Real good. There's no shame, no shame whatsoever in loving the project. With... Oh, oh, yeah. Absolute oh. hits. Or I think consciously the the first thing I listened to was um, uh, the those Busted albums. Okay. That. That'll always have a have a place in my heart. Meet the Busted by Busted. Mm. So what was the first album you ever bought? Was that the same sort of music or was that something completely different? Hmm. I think I used to um I used to ask for like um CDs for Christmas a lot, but the first one I ever um like I didn't actually start buying albums myself until much later. So I think early high school, I bought Puzzles by Biffy Clyro and also Heaven or Las Vegas by the Cocteau Twins. Okay. Um, and I think both of those have had a fairly lasting effect. Um, would, you say, would you say that's almost an inspiration for the music you make? Um, I think, I think so. Like I, um, 
I'll be honest, like the I like Heaven or Las Vegas, but that's it's not really the kind of thing I'd want to do. Um, but certainly like um there was there was a very distinct period where I thought that Biffy Clyro like puzzles and um I don't know, like uh is it is it Infinity Land or something? The Yeah. The yeah. Um I considered those to be like the pinnacle of what you could do with music. Um and that affected how I think about structure specifically, I think. Okay. And um, what about you, Joan? Would you say the music you listen to is inspired inspired you to create music your way or would you give a different inspiration behind you how you make it? I mean definitely definitely the music uh that I've listened to. I don't know about like the uh, the albums that I first bought though. Um I'm trying to like I'm trying to remember because I don't think I actually like bought a CD or like a vinyl record until quite a bit later on in my life like I'm just yeah I'm, I'm on my uh, I'm I'm looking at like my Amazon orders from uh, <laughs> 2013 now yeah just seeing if I can find anything yeah because I know it can vary heavily for some people because uh, I know especially my co-host Dan who is not here for some reason sometimes you can get hold of him before midday sometimes you can't um, we miss you Dan <laughs> I'm Shout sure out. I'm sure he'll message me halfway through this interview um, the look looking at my Amazon list, uh, <laughs> I can see that in in June 2014, I bought uh, "If You're Feeling Sinister" by Bell and Sebastian, and "Good News for People Who Love Bad News" by Modest Mouse. And the latter was definitely, um, I guess, hugely influential on the kind of music I wanted to make, but. I actually think it's only recently that um, I've kind of been able to assimilate that into the way I write songs. Okay. It's taken a long time to kind of return to my roots, I guess. Yeah. And so your latest release is Reasons. What sort of the story behind that song? Mm. Well, well, that was like the, I think that was the first one that felt more like a a band um collaborative effort like that usually joan has like a song and then everybody else that's playing in the lineup at the moment adds a bit to it okay. um but from what i remember you had like you had a couple riffs and i think in one mm -hmm. practice we got the whole structure and how the kind of attitude of the song would feel yeah, um, I had uh, just a very, a very basic thing, like a kind of a uh, little bit grungy chord progression that I had from a, a previous song that I was trying to write. I think it was called like David or something like that. I was trying to write like a trying to write like a Courtney Barnett type song, I think. Yeah, and I just started playing that in practice, and uh, I think Annie started playing this great, like this awesome choppy riff, and that immediately was just like, oh yeah. That's what. Mm. That's the sound. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we had we had our dear friend Adrian playing drums, laying down some some lovely vibes. I can't remember. Did we even have anyone playing bass in that session? I don't think we did for that one. Like, I don't think bass came until a bit later. No, 
now. Well, we've been playing with Adrian for quite a while, so uh, yeah, mm. and he's he's used to like post-punk kind of drumming, I guess. So, uh, yeah, Adrian instantly knew what to do with that song. Yeah, that was his vibe straight away. Mm. And so, how would you almost describe your music? You've mentioned uh, lo-fi earlier. You mentioned pop punk just a second ago. How how would you sort of classify your music? Oh, uh, sorry, post punk, not a uh, not pop punk. Oh, sorry. Uh, there, there is a crucial difference there. <laughs> um, but um, ugh. I guess um, that's a. Uh, it's kind of tough. I guess, I guess it's just it's 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 like it's an alternative kind of guitar music and I know from a songwriting perspective I try and focus on um always doing something interesting but combining it with something that's pleasantly melodic in a in a pop kind of way. Um yeah, uh I think the lo-fi thing um definitely more so earlier in our recording career than currently um but yeah i'd say a lot of it is uh just you know um mid mid tempo emotionally driven indie rock i suppose okay and would you say whenever you're writing a song you sort of try to follow a certain uh, almost genre, or would you say it just sort of comes as it goes, almost? I think no. From a from a writing perspective, it's definitely uh, I'll just be messing around on an acoustic guitar or like uh, in my in my Logic Project file or something, and you know something um, something seems cool. I'll just go with that. I'm not I'm not trying to uh, pigeonhole it into a particular sound or anything. I think uh, I I don't know. I think. I'd like to take pride in Parker Lee being a sort of eclectic sounding project, ideally. What have you got coming up later this year then? Um, we've got a few tunes that we're kind of, we're working on. Um, Annie's actually, Annie's fully delving into her solo album right now, which is going to be absolutely fantastic. And I personally am very excited for it. So uh, we're taking five, I guess, on the production, okay. right? I guess, like it's, um, I, I have been meaning to at least start on things for a couple of weeks now. Um, hopefully, once the ball gets rolling, like um, reasons really didn't take all that long. No. Um, in the grand scheme of things. Okay. Yeah, we've, um, we've got plenty of songs that are sort of they're they're fully like written, just ready to be fleshed out, I suppose. Otherwise, um, yeah, I think I think we'll just be releasing a few singles this year. I hope. Um, we want to do a Scrundle 2, the sequel to last year's EP Scrundle, uh, which I think will contain like some remixes, right? Maybe a couple of B-sides. Mm. Um, and I'm wanting to do a thing as well where uh, we go back at kind of the, the material that we released between, I suppose, 2017 and 2018 and kind of uh, putting it all out under one... Uh, cohesive release and redoing some vocal takes so things are a little bit tighter and uh, remastering that kind of thing yeah, uh, hopefully we'll have plenty of content coming your way yeah and so uh, just briefly jumping back to that solo album Annie what sort of music taste is that taking is that going to follow a 
similar sort of music style or is that going to be sort of a very different your own sort of style um it's all over the place the um the album's going to be called tower of babel which actually i don't think i've mentioned that to um or announced that yet world premiere well, world premiere exclusive um, for this show we'll take that it's um like the the whole concept is i've had i've written a huge amount of songs and just not released them over the past like three years yeah um so i wanted to do um just kind of mash them all together into a, a quick 20 minute album um so it goes all over the place we've got some there's some like synth pop weird stuff there's some like kind of slint style weird stuff yeah okay. um it'll be fun it's been a fun experience okay. and it's nearly done and so oh, it... oh, go sorry uh, don't don't forget to mention your artist name annie i don't think we've said it yet oh that's weather balloons there is other stuff out already oh, that all, have done before it's all really good and so Thank this you, this album you're talking about is that all music you've made in the past or have we got uh new stuff you've written specifically for it coming as well um it, yeah it's it's both like the i've been meaning to make like this album has existed in one form or another for the past three years um yeah. so there's there's stuff that I've written for the album, and then there's like scraps that I've picked up off the floor. Yeah. Okay. And and when you say uh, sort of scraps you picked up the floor, is that a fully written song, or have you? Is that sort of notes you've had written down, and you've just taken it from there? <laughs> Physical trash lying around. The floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, um. I don't know. There's like um. Sometimes you get like a a song. And it's like 30 seconds long and it's not going to stand by itself on anything like yeah. um the uh the album b thousand by guided by voices mm. um has been like a big influence on the way i've thought about the album um and that's got like a lot of bits that are just a bit weird um to kind of kind of reset your palette after one of the the big hits yeah. like a little little hit of pickled ginger between your meals Mm, yeah, yeah, exactly like that. That's right. That's a new phrase I've heard there. <laughs> oh, you know when you go get sushi, they give you pickled ginger and you you have a little snack on it in between a in between your different kinds of sushi to cleanse your palate. I'll be honest, I'm gotta... not a sushi person. I'm sorry. You're <laughs> you really gotta try out. real hard not to just eat all of it. It's so once. good. The, the ginger's the best bit. <laughs> I'll make sure to try it when we're allowed. Um. Mm. So. Of course, you've been doing music for a while, um, and as everything progresses, out of everyone sort of you've heard um, over the years, who would you say would be top of your list for a collaboration with for your music? Who would be very top of that list? Hmm. I think you... I would, I would quite like to work with Jamie Stewart at some point. Oh, shoo-shoo, um, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He has some interesting ideas, I uh, assume. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would be scared of anything that you produced with Jamie Stewart. It would be really fantastic. Um, collab. I would love... Um, 
for, I guess, uh, um, Meredith Godreau, I think. Uh, she goes by Gregory and the Hawk to sing on something I've made. She has a, a really unique and special voice, and I've been listening to her for absolute years. But um, it would have to be the right thing, I think. Yeah. Either that or um, Adrian Lenker, who is the one of the best guitarists alive right now. Mm. It is obscene, the things she does. I, I, I got in a, a stage a few years back, you'll probably be aware, where I really liked Ed Sheeran. Like, yeah, Dan really. dyed his hair ginger uh, and constantly yeah. walked around with a three-quarter size acoustic guitar, which for him I is still a ukulele. Have I still have that three-quarter size acoustic guitar, but it looks really small on me. Yeah, you don't have the ukulele. I do have the ukulele. It's above me. It's in a shelf. In a shelf? On a shelf. I thought you got rid of that ukulele. Oh, no, I don't have your ukulele anymore. I have a I bought a different ukulele. Oh, is it a nice ukulele? Does it, it, has it treat you better than mine? I can ukulele. plug it into an amp. I don't know why I plug it into an amp, but I can plug it into an amp. <laughs> right, you've you've heard it here folk, first, folks. Hold on. Dan's next Hold song. You, you lot can probably hear this. There you go. <laughs> there I have you. a ukulele. There you go. Dan's nine grand a year going really well. Towards his education. I didn't then. buy that on my student loan, surprisingly. No, I'm saying you haven't learned anything from your student loan f- for it. Oh, right. There you go. I didn't play any chords and it's out of tune. I wasn't spending time tuning it. There you go. Dan's next song will be a ukulele song. I'll, I'll have a few ukulele songs, to be fair. I'm not going to play any of them, but I have some. I'm going to find your computer. I'm going to get them. <laughs> and we're going to have on a hard time. drive and not hang them. It's fine. You can't find them anywhere. That, that's even easier because I just go and knock on your door, talk to your mum for half an hour, and say, "Can I borrow a few of Dan's hard drives so I can embarrass him <laughs> on the internet?" And she will be, "Yes, let me help you look for them." She'll give you baby photos along with them. Yeah, exactly. You've just made it so much easier. Yeah, but it's guaranteed she can't find the hard drives. It won't stop us looking. I'm sure your dad will help as well. <laughs> Your sister's Nottingham as well, isn't she? One of them, yes. Yeah, sure. We can get the whole family there. Yeah, one of them, yes, but she might be about to pop because she's slightly pre- she's slightly pregnant. Uh, slightly pregnant. Very pregnant. Oh, is it a boy or a girl? Don't know. You don't know? What sort of she brother are you? Know. She didn't want to know. She just didn't... She hasn't had it checked. Oh, I thought you meant you didn't know. No. <laughs> what are the names? Has she picked out names yet? No. You're useless with this stuff. <laughs> Remember, you can submit your music if you're an indie artist to us on contact at bonsai78media.co.uk. Uh, you can also get in contact with us throughout the show on Instagram at coffeeshoprecords underscore, on Twitter at coffeeshoprec, that's R-E-C, and on Facebook, coffeeshoprecords. You can also get in contact with us personally on Instagram. I'm at Harry underscore Con1. Dan is at D.A.N underscore dot M. He's on Twitter at Dan underscore In underscore Tims. And he's on Facebook, Daniel Mann. I'm still surprised to get them right every week. You have my social medias memorised. I don't even have my social medias memorised. Whenever <laughs> anyone asks me, I have to reach my phone, to be fair. <laughs> That's because I have to say it every week. Yeah. To be fair, I'm, I've I've not long memorised my phone number. To be in in all honesty, I'm not surprised. To be fair, I I don't <laughs> even know my work one. 
I've had it seven months. I'm only going to Yeah, I, I never words. understood how people could memorise their phone numbers. Then I somehow did myself. I I know my phone number. Nah. I know my old one. Don't know my work one. I don't. I don't have a clue on my old one. I knew what it ended in. I don't. That's all. I it remember. ended in a number between naught and nine. Nine. <laughs> and I think it started with a number between naught and nine. Well, normally it'd be... Yeah. <laughs> the don't, numbers don't confuse most, you again. Don't most phone numbers start with zero? No. It could start with a four or a plus. Depends what, what you're having at the start of them. Yeah. I, I think it's something like if you're calling from in the UK, you do 07. If you're calling from out the UK, you do plus four four. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Oh, well. Have you ever seen the American numbers that have words in them as well? Oh yeah, when I got added to my uh, to my uh, uni WhatsApp group chat, because you can go in it and it's done like it's done via phone number, not by like a social media account. Yeah, there was like there was phone numbers that were like that when they were written out, they were so long they like scrolled. Yeah, <laughs> just like there was some that's like oh eight hundred double four one one free sofa. It's like. <laughs> We we get you trying to give give us free sofa, but how on earth do you dial free sofa on a phone? <laughs> I don't know. Especially like if that was a number that was like you know do you remember the old phones that you had to like tap the button several times when you were trying to text? Yeah, yeah. How are you doing that? <laughs> what that? How are you dial? How are you dialing that on one of them? Well, you just go past the number, then it gives you letters. Yeah, I suppose. But it's like, I suppose that's how you'd do it on your normal phone, then, wouldn't you? Well, you say that. They don't, it don't, like, doesn't give you the option. Like, when I bring up the dialing thing on my phone, it would just give me numbers, not letters. I'm sure mine's give me, mine gives me letters as an option. Let me check. <laughs> Very insightful media yeah, here. Yeah, I can get letters. I can get letters. Uh, there you go, folks. You can get letters on a phone. The 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 only the only way to dial American phone numbers is to have an iPhone. Then apparently, <laughs> well, I I'm sure it might not. It, I might be completely making that up. <laughs> yeah, it it does give it. But like, when you di click on them to dial it, you can't select a letter. And that's it for this week. If you enjoyed, you can of course listen to the rest of our past episodes. You can also listen to the show live every Friday, seven until ten p.m. You can also listen to the Reggae Rundown, which is hosted by myself every Thursday, 6 till 7 pm, and Sundays, 12 till 1 pm. We also have the Ear Thoughts podcast, which comes out every Monday. Uh, search for it on any popular podcast provider. And if you want to keep up with any other media projects, you can follow us on Instagram at bonsai78media, or you can follow me on Instagram at harry underscore con1. Dan's on Instagram at d.a.n underscore dot m. He's on Twitter at dan underscore in underscore tims. And he's on Facebook, Daniel Mann. We hope you enjoyed this week's and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Mm -hmm.